Hey everybody, I'm Tony. Welcome to Finding Subjects Podcast. Each week I head out with my camera, find a subject to photograph, person, place, or thing, it doesn't matter, then interview or discuss that subject, and then share it all with you right here on Finding Subjects Podcast. Hey, how you doing? This is Tony. Welcome to Finding Subjects Podcast. I am in Mobile Studio One, which is my truck. Right now I'm sitting at the lake. I needed to talk to you. I put up a podcast yesterday. And I ended up taking it down. Why would I do that? Well, you know, not that anybody influences me on what to do and what not to do in regards to what I put out. But to me, it's got to be worthy of your ears. It's got to be worthy of your time. If it's not, then I feel as if, you know, I'm not giving you the best that I can give you. And it's a respect thing. You know, I appreciate the time that you take to sit here and listen to me ramble on and in return that respect i wouldn't try to put out something that was not worthy of your ears so i put out um something that was kind of interesting to me i actually sang <laughs> i sang uh, what the world needs now is love sweet love i sang kumbaya i sang living on a prayer with bon jovi <laughs> see what you missed if you caught it first half hour while it was out but simultaneously, there was some negativity in there. There was some a little bit of sarcasm. I encountered some people out on the road. One guy gave me the finger for nothing, for no reason whatsoever, other than I was singing along with Bon Jovi, and he was on his motorcycle, and you know he had the radio blaring very loudly. And I'm like, yeah, man, living on a prayer. Sing it. You know, it just, there was a lot, I was seeing a lot of negativity. I just took a ride, and I was just observing. And while I was observing, I was reporting live to you. So you can kind of get a the gist of what I was seeing while we were taking this little ride and I was talking to you just about, um, you know, actually it was about 4th of July and how nothing was going on and how strange everything is nowadays. I got a feeling it's getting to you as well. You know, I know it's getting to a lot of people that I know and I care about, my loved ones, family, my friends, you. And I kind of just needed to talk about it a little bit. You know, it's, it's uh, the quarantining, it's... It's everything, the social interacting, what's happening in the world, how we're not getting along, how we're just, just the way the world is right now. You know, and that's okay to feel a little pressured and a little frustrated and a little anxious about it all. You know, it feels like you never know what you're going to encounter anymore when you go on out and about and just trying to get out into the world. Uh, the COVID is now back on the rise in this area again. It's frustrating when you look at the news and you see these tens of thousands of people down on the beach and no one's wearing a mask. And then same thing, they're on the boardwalk, they're walking around. And simultaneously, a lot of people that you know are like really social distancing, above average effort to stay away from people and to truly do this. And yet there's evidence now that people who are not doing that, you know, it's spreading again. It's frustrating because I really want the world to get back to where it was. Is it ever going to? I don't know. But it's costing a lot of people a lot of money in work, you know, in their jobs. And it's not just about money. It's about people getting sick, first and foremost. So this is what was on my mind yesterday. I put this podcast up, and then as I was speaking to my nephew, because sometimes, you know, if I know you're listening and, you know, I know I can access you, I'll, I will say, yo, how'd you like it? Did you like it? You know, and I, I don't like asking for people's opinions in regards to the show, but if I'm feeling a little uneasy, if I'm asking somebody, like I'll normally ask my brother-in-law or my nephew, 
if I reach out and ask somebody, then there it is. Within me, I know I have that level of doubt about the show. And I had that level of doubt yesterday. It's not the first show that I ever taken down. I've taken probably three or four down. You may never have known that, but there's probably three or four in the archives that I took down. One, I was talking about uh, drug dealers and stuff like that. It was just after a death of a friend's uh, son. You know, so anger came out in that. And as you can tell from this podcast, I always kind of keep it even keeled. But, you know, when I show a little bit of that emotion, that fire from within, I don't want to scare you off. It's not like I go psycho or anything like that. It's just that, you know, I'm a passionate person. So when I'm behind something and it angers me or, or motivates me or excites me, it comes through big time in my voice. It's also what I'm trying to do with my interviews with different people. And you might find that yourself when you go to talk to a stranger or, you know, you have to do a presentation at work or whatever. You have to make a phone call. And people are really awkward on phones and such. You get excited or you get nervous and you're talking fast. You can th detect that in my earlier episodes. I, I do it often. And it's something I'm truly working on. It's just, and this is kind of crazy because even back to when I was a singer in a band, you know, you're up on stage and there was a lot of people. The one time I think their biggest audience had to be a couple thousand people. It's a lot of people, you know, and if you, know, you don't want a lot of people looking at you if you make a mistake. But then you also go into the mode where, like, you know, I don't really care mode. But I'm not always like that. You know, it's, it's again, if I'm interviewing somebody, uh, if I have to make a phone call to somebody and we're just talking on the phone, I get tongue-tied, tongue-twisted sometimes. It's just like a little bit of an anxiety type of thing that kicks out. And guess what? A lot of people have that. So just talking to you about that because I understand that we are all alike in many, many ways. So kind of telling you about this episode and a little bit of more normal Tony emotion would come out and came out yesterday that you might not have been used to. Now, some people might say, dude, great. I've been looking for it. Show me the fire, man. Show me the passion. Maybe. <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> but there's so much negativity right now. I don't need to be hitting you up with that because we are all in this together and we are all trying to chill out and relax. And that's why I do this podcast to talk to you. Because in return, I'm, I'm kind of relaxing myself simultaneously when I'm talking to you. It's kind of like a cool therapy type of thing. You know, when things got me crazy or got me down or got me emotional or angry or really excited, I want to share that with somebody I know. And I know, I know a lot of people that listen to this show personally, and I've gotten to know a lot of people who listen to this show just by, you know, traveling in different countries, and we've had a really cool encounter, a great conversation. I look forward to that. It's it's my thing. It's like one thing that I can tell you that really excites me is a really good conversation with someone. I don't get that often. So that's why, you know, I do this. That's why I do this show to talk to you. I'm, I'm talking to everyone and simultaneously you personally, you know, so um, to me, it's it's very helpful and it, and it calms me down. It's a strange type of thing. I don't really understand it, but I really enjoy doing it. Again, great hobby. And I'm very thankful for everyone who, who gives me your time and listens, right? So so I'm sorry. I'm making a little residual noise here. I got a new microphone I'm playing with. It's a Rode Lav Plus 1 or something like that. Rode Lav Plus. It's a little lav lavalier microphone that clicks on your uh, you, clips on your collar or your... Right now, it's my seatbelt it's on. And I'm experimenting with that and seeing how the sound sounds. 
I want to make sure that we get a better product out there and not um, just something like it sounds like me talking into a tin can, you know. So that's what was going on. I put that podcast up. I really wasn't proud of it. I, I wasn't really happy with it. It had definitely some really good moments in there, hilarious type of moments. But, you know, that's just how I react when I smell a barbecue, you know. <laughs> There's a barbecue moment in there where I'm driving down a street and I actually saw somebody having a barbecue in their front lawn. I stopped and put the window down and started inhaling. To me... That's one of the greatest smells on the face of the earth, barbecue. They made barbecue cologne, barbecue-smelling deodorant. I think I'd be in. Or aftershave, I think I'd be down with that. <laughs> I don't know. It's just great stuff, man. Just love me, my barbecue. Yeah, it was kind of interesting. But simultaneously, because there was negativity in there, I took that down. You don't need that right now, right? We've got too much going on. So what I've been doing is really delving deep into my music and I don't know how you are, but you're probably the same as I am. Music is that gateway to the soul. And I've been hitting some old stuff, heavy, the old police, uh, old rush, fascinated by Neil Perch drumming. Guy was a maestro in every sense of the word. True musician. Just really, I love getting into the details of an album. You know, just listen to a band, listen to all the little subtle pieces in there that you don't really tend to hear, say, on the radio. But the closer you listen to a song, you know, you're like, oh, I've never heard that before. That's why I like the Beatles so much. I mean, so much uh, hidden little parts that are just fascinating. So, yeah, I've been hitting the music heavy. That is, uh, again, the gateway to the soul for me. On the weekends, getting up early in the morning, I'll, I'll put the breakfast out on the table outside, and I'll listen to some Beatles and just chill and checking out the birds, checking out nature. The other thing that has been a bit of a hindrance around here, it's been like an oven. Like someone turned the heat up high. It's just too hot to get out there and walk. I know it is for me. You know, I kind of got to incubate myself. I kind of like quarantine myself from the heat. That's that's enough to drive you crazy, you know? So I'm not even watching that much television anymore. The family's into uh, this 90-day <laughs> fiancé. Anybody watch that? <laughs> a little crazy, right? And then 90-day 90, 90 fiancé the other side or something like that, where people like Americans will go to a different country and meet somebody that they've had a relationship with and before they get married or whatever, and you... You see these differences within people's culture, and it's just like, what? You know, and you, you'd think they figured that out by now, but it, it turns out that some of them are quite nightmares. Very interesting show to watch. I'm watching a little bit of that. You're going you're gonna to find this strange, but also been watching The Sopranos. I just started watching The Sopranos. Now, I can't really get into that, but I got a little bit in common with uh, Anthony Soprano, right? It's kind of funny. Not, a, not, the, not the worst parts. You're going to be like, dude, what are you talking about? It's funny. It's just the little, little things that are like, what? Like, and then my wife would look over me. You got to be kidding me. Right. So anyway, I've been watching that show and, you know, I like it, but it's kind of slow to me. I don't know if you feel that way. It's a great show. Great acting. But right now, I mean, I think it's like episode six or seven, something like that. And I just got off watching Ray Donovan. So, Ray Donovan, there's always something going on big time. That was a faster paced. Uh, I don't know if I'm subliminally comparing Ray Donovan to the, the Sopranos. I'm not sure, but I'm like so-so, man. I'm drifting from the Sopranos a little bit. Anyway, uh, the kids are in the dark big time on Netflix. I watched first uh, two seasons of Dark, and uh, my daughter was re-watching the second season, and she's like, oh, remember this part, Dad? I'm like, yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> she's like, Dad, you know, this third season's out or coming out, and you need to get back into it. 
and I wasn't remembering half the stuff that I was watching in front of my eyes because you got to start from the beginning. So today I actually like I said, all right, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to watch a little bit of dark from the beginning. And suddenly, I don't know, like 10, 15 fire trucks came into my uh, <laughs> came into my building. Uh, there's two buildings down there and uh, the other building seemed to be on fire. So everything's good. The uh, fire was in a trash dumpster. We're all safe. So it was a little bit of diversion. Then I went back and ended up watching um, kind of like a diary of Anne Frank. However, it was from through the eyes of like five survivors. And what a fascinating story it was. You know, so maybe that's not the best thing to be <laughs> to be watching when you're in a bit of a funk. But man, Anne Frank, what an amazing person. You know, you ever think about like what would have happened if Anne Frank didn't get a diary for her birthday? It was like her 13th birthday or 12th birthday, something like that. What if she doesn't get the diary? We never see and learn so much from that young girl. And, oh, man, just a fascinating story that she tells. Fascinating. I think she was brilliant. You know, she she named the diary Kitty. And it, it kind of like was her best friend. And she was talking to Kitty and in one way, it's kind of like a survival tool for her that she had this best friend that she could talk to about anything. And she really expressed herself through that diary. And it was just fascinating to, you know, get a little bit of a look uh, into her life. And I'm going to read that book again. I read it a long time ago, but I will read that again of what, you know, just a reminder of kind of like the worst of humanity and simultaneously seeing uh, humanity through the eyes of this innocent child and... Just just eye-opening. Anyway, so that's it. We're sitting at the uh, lake right now. It's a beautiful day. There was a whole bunch of people here fishing, I don't know, past, uh, past hour or so. I am in a spot where I normally sit at. A lot of shade trees down here. It's, everything's green. A lot, a lot more trees than what it used to be. It's really getting uh, more grown in here. Um, they did plant a lot of trees around the perimeter of the lake, but still the same memories. You know, I mean, if you go back in the earlier episodes, you know, I, I look across the pond and I'm seeing like my hockey bag sitting there and me out here skating on a, oh God, it had to be 11, 12 o'clock at night. It was freezing out here. The whole lake was frozen and full moon, just illuminating this, uh, the surface of this lake, white, like ghostish. And I was out there skating and you could hear the ice chrome beneath me, like cracking. It was, it was crazy. Great memories here of uh, just ice skating in the winter, which is so cool to be able to do that. And then coming here as a young child with my family, and right now to my left is a brick building that I used to call the Duck House. I used to keep a bunch of ducks here. But I remember coming here and just getting bit by the ducks when you're feeding the ducks, feeding the bread, and it would just, uh, you know, little fingers must have looked like little uh, Vienna sausages or whatever. <laughs> ducks, ducks are biting my finger. Ah! Good memories. Whole family was here. Mom and dad. Looking at the far side of the lake, I got married there. I actually got married here at this lake. So, I, as you can sense, I come back here often. And I think I come back here, and I also go back to my hometown. Um, I do that quite often as well. And I do these things, I think, I don't know. You know, is it to visit ghosts of the past, memories of the past? Maybe. But some, sometimes I also think it's to, to ground myself and remind myself of life and 
my memories. I, I, it's, I always say you're always supposed to look forward. You know, look to tomorrow. Don't live in the past, right? But simultaneously, I also believe that you can't get lost in the future and forget what happened in your past. Forget where you came from. Forget your friends, uh, your family, and your loved ones, people you cared about, people you just don't see anymore. And I think we, we, we have to find that balance. I'm a big believer in balance and everything, right? And I, I just think we have a, you know, at, least, at least for me, I have that responsibility to never forget where I come from. Never forget that little town, that, that rough little town where when you're growing up, you got to get at least two to three, four fist fights just to be able to walk from one side of the town to the other because there was that many little gangs on each corner. And that's just how it was until you prove yourself and then suddenly, oh, what's up? And then you just keep on going. People don't mess with you no more. They know who you are. They know where you're from. They know you're not going to take any crap. And they really don't feel like getting involved with a throwdown with you because they know you're going to go, you know, throw them down as well. Every time, if you have to, even whether you want to fight somebody or you don't want to fight somebody. It was just a kind of a different culture. Not everybody. If you're a bigger guy, you're not going to get into something like that, a scrapper. But if you're a smaller guy, initially I was. It's just uh, it's just how it is in a neighborhood like that. But, you know, yeah, I, I ended up with a whole lot of friends down there, you know, and it was just a great place to grow up. So I stopped back there every once in a while just to do a drive through, just to look, see how things change. And you never know if you see somebody, you know, and it's, it's kind of odd because... A lot of people I know that used to live there are no longer there. They're, they're gone. They're, they moved on or they, they passed away early, you know, like life happens, right? And simultaneously here, the memories that I have here, you know, getting married here, being here, you know, so many years prior to that as a young child, uh, coming here on a Sunday or a Saturday, feeding the ducks, fishing, great memories. Uh, we have a little bit of those memories on a, on a, on an old eight millimeter film that we had converted over to a DVD. A lot of childhood memories just right here. This was like, to me, to come here was everything. So to me, in my head, this is where the rich people lived. I was on the other side of the tracks, literally. <laughs> That's how it was. And then, ironically, I ended up living in this town. We bought a house, our first house in this town. I think it's cool to revisit your memories in the, of the past and reflect on that. And I do it often. Because I don't want to live in the past, but I'm very thankful for the friends and people I've known and all those memories, good and bad, in my life that I'm fortunate enough to recall and remember. So, And I think also that mindfulness, I'm going to call that mindfulness and awareness of your past, to me, it just makes me more aware and mindful and grateful of the things I encounter in the future. And to me, not everybody's like that. That's where I'm a little strange in regards to a lot of other people. When you have something significant that happens to you in your life, be it a health adversity or something in your life that, that scares you uh, tremendously and that makes you realize, oh my God, like life is short, life is fragile. Well, then you do become like me and you are super aware, super in tune as to every moment that you have on this earth. I believe me, I've been at the point where you just kind of like are in uh, cruise control in life and suddenly it's 10 years later. You're doing like Groundhog Day every day and you're, you're still hanging with the same people and suddenly you look behind you or you look around. What? Like, what happened? What happened was life while you were busy making other plans, as John Lennon says. And I just think, thank God for everything that happened in my life. I know that sounds strange as well, you know, even with the health condition. Thank God. Because it wasn't until that day, that whole time period where... 
I truly started living. Again, if you don't get that, there's nothing I can really say to you that you'll understand that fully. But when things are threatened in your life, well, all the things that we take for granted, when you have a significant adversity kick you in the face and knock your teeth out, just figuratively, it scares you. It scares you big time and you wake up. And you become maybe overappreciative of absolutely everything. And I wouldn't have it any other way. And the cool thing was when I was actually home, you know, with my little kids and as babies and my wife, you know, being home there with my wife and such, all those little memories. I remember every day I couldn't wait to get up and I couldn't wait to be with those kids and make new memories, man. There's a whole thing about making memories, making memories, making memories. And there's a couple cool uh, little graphics that you'll find on uh, Instagram and Facebook and such of. People will put it up and like a guy driving down a road in, uh, say, Arizona or Utah. And it's just like kind of like going on vacation. And it's just like making memories. To me, making memories is so vital and so important. It's what I'm doing at this moment right now. These thoughts, these words that I am compiling in my head, sharing with you right now, I'm making memories. I'm making memories and making these tapes, not only for you and I to have a conversation, but also the day that God hits the off switch on me. Whether it's earlier than I want or later than I want, it's coming. It's coming for all of us. But how cool is it going to be that my kids can tune in and be like, yeah, you know what? That old man wasn't too bad, huh? <laughs> He's a little funny here and there, right? This guy's hilarious here and there. You know, shared a lot, very open, talks about everything. That's all I'm looking for out of this. There's people out here listening right now that might not have anybody to talk to. I'm sitting here right now. I, I got you to talk to. You're not talking back and that's okay, but you're listening and I'm taking you to a different place. I'm giving you the opportunity to step out of your box a little bit and to see life maybe through my eyes. And in that way, you know, I, I keep bouncing back to a couple different messages I've gotten in the past. And one was from a woman Again, in Colorado, I'll just never forget it. She was going through some seriously negative times, dealing with neighbors and such. I mean, you know, it was dark times. And she had just got sucked into the vortex of negativity like I sometimes refer to. And she's thinking dark just like they're thinking dark. And she shot me a message, a, a an email, and just thanked me for talking about whatever it was I was speaking about, which in turn gave her a little bit of different insight as to how to deal with maybe negativity or just something that she may not have thought about. And maybe a light bulb went on and she realized, you know what? Just because that person is going to be extremely dark and negative does not mean I have to be as well. I have a choice in the matter. I have a choice how I walk through this life. And it just doesn't mean that I have to be as negative as they are. And I thank her very much for, for sending me messages like that and for everybody who has sent me cool messages like that because listen I don't get paid this costs me money actually you know it's a hobby in that aspect that monthly I pay a fee to my host company to do this I mean I sold off my camera equipment to buy this used equipment just to talk to you and to do this I love it man I mean I, I just absolutely love it it's just so cool for me I don't know what you get out of it if you get anything out of it whatsoever but for me to have you to talk to it's huge it's just huge for me so thank you so much again for um for being out there and for listening. You know, I try to keep it genuine. I am I am the guy that you're listening to. Anybody who truly knows me, this is actually how I am and how I roll. 
my my earlier days, I was more of the, you know, short-fused guy, very defensive, extremely protective. I'm still that way if I ever had to be, but I've also grown a lot more subtle, a lot more reserved in my life to understand that not every confrontation has to end in a battle. It can be solved by words, by empathy, by the understanding, by taking the time to understand who you're talking to, where they're coming from. And I'll tell you, you keep those two things in mind, no matter who you meet, if you're having a little bit of a problem, you know, hey, where are they coming from? What kind of a background did they have? Where, how can I better understand where their mindset is right now? That has got me out of more situations in life than I can possibly ever tell you. I mean, dangerous situations, big time life-threatening situations. One in particular was a buddy of mine, Jimmy, may God rest his soul. Him and I were coming from the, a mall and underneath a railroad trestle and two guys, uh, two guys stopped us and they said they had a gun. Well, guy had his hand in his pocket. I didn't see the gun, but he's like, you know, give me everything you got or we're going to shoot you right now. And Jim's like, I'm not giving you anything, man. And I'm, <laughs> I'm like, dude, give him your watch. Just give it to him. And it was uh, a very scary situation. So I just remember talking. I just remember trying to reason. Say, look, we don't have anything. I'd give you whatever I have. You know, anything that I could bring it down. And they turned. Well, and I'll tell you, the scary part was I had this one guy lined up. I was pushing him into heavy traffic. There was no doubt in my mind. If they wouldn't have walked away, the least I could do before I got shot, I'm pushing this guy into traffic. And I was there mentally. And I was scared to death. I had to be 12 years old, 13 years old. And thank God, thank God he gave me the gift of gab, you know, the Blarney. My, my grandfather lived in Cork, so he was probably kissed the Blarney stone more than, <laughs> more than you can possibly imagine. So with that, uh, I think I really lucked out in regards to uh, the gift of gab. But anyway, I ended up being able to kind of talk our way out of that one. And they walked away. They weren't getting anything. We tried to reason with them. They walked away. And yeah, of course, when they were like, I don't know, a hundred or so yards away from us, we yelled all kinds of curse words at them. And then we ran as fast as we could into the woods. So that's <laughs> just, just how it goes, right? That's just how life rolls. But anyway, reasoning with people, being understanding with people, not forgetting where you come from. I think these are all important things. And even though, you know, we're all going through this stress right now, we just got to, we got to stay away from that vortex of negativity. We can't get sucked into all this negativity. We can't forget who we are, where we're coming from, and what makes us us. Be that empathy for others, understanding for others, just because other people or might be, you know, at a different place right now, coming from a different place. Don't forget who you are and keep on being you. You know, violence, fighting doesn't solve anything. But understanding, trying to take the time and figure out where someone's coming from and just trying to understand their path in life. You know, back where we talked about uh, Fight the Power earlier on, episode 71, that's what we're talking about there. That's the consensus, the general consensus that we ended up with at the very end of that podcast was have a mindful, purposeful conversation with someone. Try to accomplish that. Just understand where they're coming from. Anybody their life's path, their journey, their background. And in that way, hopefully we all get a better understanding of who we are and where we're all coming from. And in that way, we can get along better. So that's all I got for today. Hopefully that made some sense to you. Uh, hopefully it's worthy of your time. Thank you so much for listening. Again, 
please tune into Finding Subjects Podcast on Instagram. Finding Subjects Podcast on Facebook, you can always see a picture there, but Instagram's where it's at for me. I'm always putting a post up, picture, and if you want to contact me, findingsubjects at yahoo.com. Thank you very much for listening. This is Tony. We really appreciate you uh, being here. That's it. I'll talk to you next week. Take care of yourself and uh, don't forget where you came from. See you. Have a great one. Bye.